Hi, Dad. Hi, Kimmy. Well, welcome to my uh, machine learning podcast. And uh, I know uh, I've listened to your podcast. And so uh, just for the viewers, this is my daughter, Kimmy Nishimoto, and she's uh, she's a specialist in breathing uh, and mouth therapy. And uh, Kimmy, why don't you give a little uh, introduction to your some of your background and your education and stuff. Yes, yeah, so I am what's called a myofunctional therapist. It's a therapist that specially um, identifies mouth dysfunction, such as tongue thrusting, abnormal swallow, mouth breathing, low tongue posture, sleep disordered breathing, clenching, grinding, it can, um, I've helped a few people find out they had sleep apnea, um, also like breathing, retraining, all sorts of stuff, chewing with the mouth closed, because chewing with your mouth open can cause air swallowing, which can cause digestive issues, um, so I have been a dental hygienist for nine years in the dental field for about 11, and I had all these patients that i had never been taught what mouth breathing does to our mouth, why people clench or grind their teeth, why certain things were happening with their bite. They've had braces, but their teeth are totally spread apart in the front in what's called an open bite. So I just, I was like a straight A student in hygiene school and college, high school, and I had never learned these things let alone talked about tongue tie. So whenever I had a mouth breather in my hygiene chair, they always had bleeding gums, inflammation, um, a lot of buildup. So they had to come in a lot more often for their dental cleanings. And it was just like, well, I know that mouth breathing is bad, but so maybe you shouldn't do it. <laughs> but there was no help for them. It was just like, well, it'd be great if you couldn't breathe with your mouth. And they're like, okay, but I'm totally stuffed up. So I can't do that, you know? So yeah. just one of those catch-22s is hard. And then when I took a class about myofunctional disorders, I realized that that is part of the problem I've had for my entire life. Um, mouth breathing from allergies sinus congestion, um, chronic sinus aches and sinus infections, uh, chronic ear issues, um, TMJ issues where my jaw used to pop out, <clears throat> and then um, chronic headaches and, and really, really restless sleeping. I would toss and turn, roll around the bed. I don't know if you remember this or not, Dad, but when I was little, no one would want to sleep next to me because I would kick and snore. Yeah, I, remember, I do remember that. <laughs> I remember when grandma like wouldn't let me sleep with her anymore. I think I was maybe three or four. And that's about the time my allergies started. So that makes sense. Well, um, you, uh, Kimmy sent me a, an article on uh, the uh, gut lung axis, uh, axis. And I found that article really interesting uh, just on a uh, superficial glance at it. I was thinking that it was just going to be a discussion about how your breathing affects your gut. But what they actually talked about is 
um, they said that in the early stages of human development, that the gut or your stomach, intestinal area, is very similar in the type of cells that um, also make up the lung, uh, make up your lung or the respiratory. And so they're finding that um, that because there are similar cell types, um, that there's this connection between the uh, uh, inflammation in the stomach and the treatments and the inflammation in the stomach, things like, uh, that can be impacted like using of certain probiotics or different uh, uh, types of medicine, that, that it can actually affect things like respiratory disease, uh, asthma, mm-hmm. um, things that are, are, are really, you know, damaging in the, in the lungs. Um, and, and one that you've talked about to me and, and I've, I've been doing is I found that uh, when you breathe um, through your nose instead of through your mouth, that there, the body has some um, mechanisms that that remove microbial um, uh, elements that are in the air, and and then you lip tape, and so that your mouth doesn't, you're not breathing through your mouth. And uh, one of the things that I it, it points out is that there's very little uh, microbial uh, infection or um, uh, flora that's in your lungs. Mm-hmm. That it's very, very, for the most part, fairly uh, sterile. And, but uh, somebody who is mouth breathing, they're bypassing all the natural cleaning that happens in the nose. So they're breathing in this unfiltered, unclean air that has all the allergens in there. It has all the uh, viruses, um, fungal, bacteria straight into the lung. Yeah, and that's the part that I found that they, that they even admit that they think, well, they found, uh, did some other studies and uh, they, they find some more minute microbial trace in there. And then they, they attribute that, you know, to uh, air that's coming in that's going past the filtering. I almost think that when you nasal breathe, it's like you have a second lung. I, I, when, I, uh, when I lip take... Um, and I start, you know, into a deeper breathing. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll breathe more um, slowly, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll breathe more deeply, and I can feel um, a lot more oxygenization. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, when I'm breathing by my mouth, if I cut off my air at all, I kind of gasp. You kind of have yeah. that gag ref- reflex. But when you first start nasal breathing, you fill up the, your nasal passage, and uh, you, maybe it's one or two seconds. And you don't feel like you're suffocating, mm-hmm. which That's is a would really be... good point, Dad. I was going to say, when you said that, that how you feel like you have that third lung, what that is, is your diaphragm breathing, or some people call that belly breathing. And it's a lot easier to do when you're nose breathing, because that's what we call like your rest and digest breathing. So... It, it's very natural and you can breathe deeper into the lower part of your lungs, which helps. So you feel like more expanded, you feel like you can get more air in, you have better oxygenation, and it takes you down into a more restful state, a more calm, less anxious state. Yeah, and I, uh, I know it's like uh, when I do 
martial arts, uh, when, whenever I was fighting against the upper belts, um, they always had really good breathing control. And I always attributed that to them being better conditioned. And so I started running more and, and, you know, trying to get myself in better shape for my test, my black belt test. Um, and then at some point, my teacher told me uh, that to breathe through your nose and to put your tongue at the tip of the, your roof of your mouth. Oh, he told you that, huh? Yeah. And He's so that smart. Was a mar- <laughs> that's a martial art tri- uh, tactic, apparently, for uh, beating your opponent by having better breathing technique. And so martial arts uses a lot of, of uh, visualization where you breathe from, uh, from, you know, breathe uh, from lower part of your, below your navel, you're feeling uh-huh. that area and then relaxing. They call that two cycle breathing. Uh-huh. Um, and what that does is uh, if you are in a life and death fight against someone, if you lose your breath, Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to lose the fight. So um, this was a way to keep, to keep the body more oxygenated. And then the Chinese believe that the, uh, that the chi moves with the blood. So it, you're improving your blood circulation hmm. through your breathing and you're improving your energy through your organs. And uh, anyway, that's kind of advanced stuff. But um, Yeah, that's interesting though because it's like there's, a different way to use this knowledge but it's still super helpful and you know if you're in a fight situation it could be life-saving yeah and in the, the advanced martial artist he uh he doesn't uh it's no longer a contest of physical force even though you see in karate there's a lot of physical force where there's breaking and hitting and kicking chopping and slashing um those are all beginner level stuff the masters when they hit you they'll hit you hard enough to break uh, five or six boards Um, but they do it with so little effort it's just almost like um, you wonder if they 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 don't even prepare for it they just strike and hit and uh, the more advanced ones use energy so the so that is a practice. Uh, they practice meditating, breathing, uh, and moving energy with the breath. And so, mm-hmm. it, it's a it's something you have to experience and feel. Uh, hopefully, you don't feel it at a lethal level, but you it's something you have to feel to really understand. But uh, yeah, breathing is such an important part of any athletic sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I I know that you know that's just something that. I can kind of go off on with about the martial arts, but I taught my students this weekend that because I was listening to them when they were doing their forms, they uh, it's a long form and they would start breathing really fast and hard. Uh And, uh, and I, I challenged them to uh, go through the whole form with their mouth closed and breathing only through their nose. Did you tell them to put their tongue up in their palate? Um, I, I did. Yes, good job. <laughs> so, but uh, uh, I think the competitive nature of it, they kind of forgot that that was the instruction, so I got to remind them. Um, but, yeah, the, the senior student, uh, he was really calm and 
very peaceful at the end of the form, and he did it uh, as fast as the junior student, but the junior student was breathing really hard. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and I think that's just that feeling like if you don't have enough oxygen, you feel like you have to open your mouth and breathe really hard. Yeah. And it's so it's uh, puts you when you mouth breathe, you have to over breathe because your oxygen uptake is not as good as nose breathing. So you have to work a lot harder to get that air. Um, also, mouth breathing puts you into a sympathetic system, which is your fight or flight versus nose breathing, which puts you into rest and digest. It's like the more healing version. Hmm. Thanks. That was nice, Kimmy. So, um, Dad, I have a I question just... for you. Okay. Um, how is your asthma doing with, like, be- nose breathing more often? Because I know it was, like, a struggle for you because you're like, I mouth breathe. I can't mm. breathe, Kimmy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I was really concerned when I first started, uh, to tell you the truth, when I started to, uh, um, I put the. Um, the lip tape. I don't know what you call them. Yeah, well, the lip tape, but, uh, but the items you put in Mute. your nose. Mute nasal uh, dilator. Yeah, the mutes. When, that's right. When I put those in, um, at first, you know, I was only going to do that. No lip taping because, you know, I didn't want to um, wake up in the night and uh, not be able to be breathing, mm-hmm. you know. I, I didn't want to have that feel, sensation like I couldn't mm-hmm. breathe. Um, but the first few nights, I, I realized that it was safe, you know, and I think that's the first thing you have to do is uh, go through the experience, make sure that you feel safe about the, uh, cause safety, you won't do anything that you feel is not safe. So, uh, you have to, you have to try it out, make sure you feel safe. And I realized that I was yeah. safe. And so at I think that, that point was perfect, I was like, though, well, cause you have to be able to nose yeah. breathe before you just lip tape. I would never tell someone, Oh, just tape your lip together if they can't breathe through their nose. So that was smart. Yeah. I think that'd be a, and I think there'd be a panic point. Plus I'm claustrophobic. So, yeah. you know, the combination of the two is not good. So do you, do you but, feel claustrophobic uh, I... with the lip tape now? No, no, no. Um, what actually happened is it's just the opposite. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what happened was, is one night I, I had was sleeping and I had, you know, I was, uh, I had this dream like, um, for some reason I was trying to breathe deeper, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't. Mm -hmm. And my mouth was somehow messing Mm -hmm. up the breathing. (laughs) Like by having my mouth open, I wasn't getting enough air. Which is sleep apnea. So the next day, (laughs) yeah. So the next day I put the lip tape on and uh, I realized once I had that on my system relaxed. And that's the key. Once your system relaxes, your lungs relax, you're breathing in that deep rhythm of air, uh, you feel safe. Mm-hmm. It feels like, uh, it kind of feels like you're getting uh, more air into your system. Because you are. <laughs> and, you, and, you're for, and you're concentrating more on your breathing and the cycling, everything is cycling uh, through your body. And uh, that night I woke up dogs didn't you know wake me up but uh, uh woke up the next morning and i felt really refreshed and that was the first indication that this was a was going to be a good payoff yeah oh i'm so excited because everybody it was a struggle to get my dad to tape his lip together i would like lay it out for him and be like dad tape your lip and he'd be like no no i'm a mouth breather i'm not gonna do it 
I have to use yeah. my lips. I have, I have to use my mouth. Well, you know, Nishimoto's are known for being stubborn. Yeah. But um, I'm really excited because you snore really bad and you stop breathing sometimes. You didn't know this, but mom told me that you stop breathing. Yeah, and I think that that's the part that is so cool is that when you uh, when you lip tape, now you're, there's going to be times where you, um, for for whatever reason, in the first part, you'll take out your mutes, you'll rub the mutes, they'll fall out. Uh, you'll remove uh, the tape off your lips at night. It's just going to happen. But the more you do this, it's almost like practice. Mm-hmm. The more you do it, the less the mutes come mm-hmm. out and the less the lip taping comes off. And uh, I actually believe from what Pam's told me um, is that snoring has mm-hmm. been reduced and I, and I sleep more a longer amount mm-hmm. of time. Are you feeling which, refreshed, you know, you know, Dad? Uh, well, I, I'm, I, I'm going to say that I feel good sleep for the amount of time mm-hmm. that I'm sleeping. I'm still under a lot of pressure because of work to do uh, training and learning and stuff. So I'm, I'm up early in the morning, so I'm not getting my full eight mm-hmm. hours of sleep. But I do uh, go to bed at 8 o'clock, and I read for a few hours, and then uh, from about 10 till 4 or 5, usually 5 o'clock, uh, I'm sleeping unless the dogs wake me up at one one thirty. So uh, we'll move them over into the far corner of the house and hopefully they're not a problem yeah. anymore. Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're yeah. interesting though. Dad, yeah. Cause you would, I remember as a kid you would snore, but I don't ever remember you being like a restless sleeper. So let's just backtrack a little bit. Signs of sleep disordered breathing and the advanced form of that is sleep apnea where you stop breathing for 10 seconds at a time. It's in a whole spectrum. Even somebody who tosses and turns, they kick their legs or they kind of jerk their arms. Those are signs of not enough oxygen. Someone who's snoring, that's a form of hyperventilation. You're breathing in too much and the airways are constricting. And that's what makes that sound. Um, somebody who gasps in their sleep, uh, grinds their teeth, clenches, um, sleep talking is like a weird one. There's links between that and sleep disordered breathing. Um, which you remember dad, I'm a huge sleep talker. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, tongue tie also affects sleep disordered breathing because your tongue can't be suctioned to the roof of the mouth it always falls down and flops back into your airway um somebody who they may, they may not snore but they may like have to breathe really heavily or if they have nasal congestion or swelling of the nasal passages or sinuses that can cause respiratory distress um wetting the bed having to get up in the night to go to the bathroom because you can't hold it in nightmares, all those things can be signs of sleep disordered breathing. Um, you know what, one, Kimmy, uh, one that uh, I've noticed too is, uh, you know, the um, irritable bowel. Yes, and that's the, uh, that long axis you And that's that about. gut reaction. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're, uh, um, one thing I've noticed uh, since I've done more nasal breathing, I'm getting fuller amounts of oxygen. And I, I think it's actually affecting uh, uh, my gastrointestinal mm-hmm. processes. And uh, 
you know, I, I, I take, I eat broccoli. Broccoli is a, a really good, uh, it does something for the micro, reduces microbial levels because of the alkaline level in the broccoli. I take ginger root and uh, oregano uh, pills, but I haven't had to rely so much upon the ginger root oh. and oregano pills. And, uh, and I've been relying more on the, uh, uh, relying more on just the, the deep mm-hmm. breathing. And it seems to be, have a more calming yeah. effect. Cause I, like I was saying earlier, you know, it's interesting that the same cells, the types that are in your gut are also in your mm-hmm. lung. And, you know, there's different sections where they have identified different sections of the gut. And also those sections that are in the lung. And so there's, you know, I, I've been thinking, you know, at one time I was taking lots of probiotics and thinking that, you know, that would help my my uh, uh, gastrointestinal issues. And, uh, you know, it seemed to help a little, but it I could never get anything mm-hmm. consistent. And, the you know, and so I'm, I'm really concerned about respiratory pulmonary respiratory disease because that's that's killed a couple of members in our family mm-hmm. and so i'm really interested in seeing how uh this breathing deeper breathing is going to affect you know my overall health um you know if you're not sleeping long enough you're going to get more you're going to gain more weight mm-hmm. and as you gain more weight you have things like diabetes that come in you have uh heart disease you know so there's a lot of diseases that are associated from not sleeping yeah, well. it all comes down to like a couple of the basics of life eating how we chew how much we chew and how we swallow if we're taking in air that is going to change our health and like you know in advanced cases can cause you know diseases and things like that uh breathing i would guess that most health conditions stem from dysfunctional breathing or lack of good solid restorative sleep if you don't drop into the deeper levels of sleep and REM sleep you're not going to get the healing that's when your body is doing all the work so that was a really good point dad thanks Kimmy and uh, we're all really proud of all your your achievements oh Um, especially you know, I'm especially excited that you're, you know, getting your business up and running and uh, and that you're you're helping people because, you know, in the end, uh, hopefully there's people who have asthma or they have, you know, they have sleep disorders or, you know, they have uh, they're trying to fight weight gain that can use your therapies to help improve their health. And that and that's a huge plus when when you start to see people uh, coming out of of the behavior that they've been in and, and through some small modifications mm-hmm. starting to improve, improve their health. Yeah. You know, I had a question for you with the irritable bowel. Um, so some digestive problems that we, you know, think about with myofunctional therapy, we teach you how to chew evenly on both sides to chew long enough and how to swallow properly. I would be curious to know if you find yourself, you know, as this week goes on, watch and see if you're chewing with your mouth open because that can cause you to swallow air, which can cause gastrointestinal distress. 
So I would challenge yeah, you to I, kind of focus on that because okay. everybody thinks like, oh, no, I don't chew with my mouth open. And then if you like watch yourself or you kind of pay attention, you're like, oh, yeah, my lips do come apart. Yeah, I've noticed that um, I've started to be more conscientious about chewing with my mouth open. I've been also conscientious during the day, trying to keep my mouth closed uh, during the day, not breathing through my mouth while I'm working. Mm -hmm. But one thing I've noticed with chewing um, is that it's hard to break the behavior of bad Mm -hmm. eating. And that is uh, we're in a society where we're always short on time. You grab a hamburger, you wolf Mm -hmm. the hamburger down, you you, you get home, you eat a delicious food, you're you're stressed from a hard days of work. So you eat too much, you eat too Mm -hmm. fast, uh, you eat with your mouth open and uh, what I've been doing is trying first to get myself in a calm state. So I go walk my dogs, walk them around the block, calm down. And then when dinner's present, when Pam brings dinner, uh, serves dinner, I've noticed that when you chew with your mouth closed, you, at first you're going to think, well, yeah. I need air. I can't breathe. I can't you know? breathe. I'm stuffy. Yeah. I can't breathe. But your nose, uh, your, your, while you're chewing, you're, you're still breathing. Mm-hmm. That's the amazing yeah. part. You're not like stop breathing while yep. you're chewing. You're still breathing while you're chewing. And so once you realize, hey, I can chew with my mouth closed and I'm mm-hmm. breathing, um, it's a more pleasant experience. And 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 then now the process is not to be in a hurry. Yeah. Like I got to hurry and eat my food. You know, it reminds me of like being in the military where you've got five yeah. minutes to eat your chow. <laughs> yeah, and... They're giving everybody ideas. <laughs> Yeah, and so then you're you're all worried. Oh, if I you know if I don't eat my food in five minutes, the guy next to me he's going to go back for seconds and he's going to get my food. So you become like two dogs fighting over you know yes. the dog food. But and we get that mentality in our brain, you know. So slow slowing down is is mindful, a challenge, and that's what I'm going to work on. Eating, and you want to try to get the goal is twenty bites. Of course, some things twenty chews. Of course, some things, they just kind of, like, break down a lot faster. Like, try to chew a Cheeto 20 times? No way. <laughs> but, yeah. like, steak you can easily do. You know, and, and when you uh, when you have, uh, I think it's also important to have people that you enjoy having a conversation with. Because if you're having a conversation with people and you're chewing, uh, you're, 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 um, you don't want to talk with your mouth full, so take smaller portions, chew it, mm-hmm. you know, and then talk. And so it slows down that uh, process, makes it more pleasant. I've actually seen people, and I thought it was actually kind of strange at the time, but they ate for about 30 minutes. So like they were eating steak, right? And there was a husband wife, and they would take a bite, and they would chew their food really thoroughly, and they didn't really talk. They just were just quiet. But it was about 30 minutes to eat their meal. I watched him. I said, that is different, <laughs> you know, a different behavior than anything I've seen. Usually people are talking like crazy and they're eating his food as fast as they can, you know. And um, But they were just sitting there quietly and calmly eating their food, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe that there is maybe... Because the scriptures say you should eat your food with soberness. So maybe there is some 
Uh, I like I like maybe there's some, better, something like, about that. Take small bites, chew it well. You know, take your time. Because if you overeat, it's usually because you ate really fast and your body didn't have the chance to send the hormone yet. Like, okay, you're full. You're done. Yeah, isn't that interesting that there's a, a, the body has a hormone that says when you're done. And you can actually fight through that, that, that feeling. That's how they're able to, like, man mm-hmm. versus food. They're or able to eat a lot more than... Golden Corral for <laughs> they us. can <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You go to Golden Corral. You tell uh-huh. me you don't you don't chew with your mouth open. Everyone's like trying to go as uh, fast yeah. as they can. You get you get the salad. You get your buffet. That's the thing about buffet is you pay like when you go to Las Vegas, you pay fifty dollars for your meal, and by George, you're yeah. gonna get your shrimp and your your crab and your you know. And so, but yeah, it's a. Uh, well, Kimmy, this has been an enjoyable conversation. Uh, our time's up, um, and uh, I'll, I'll definitely put a, a link to your website. Uh, do you want to just uh, uh, tell yes. again how people can get a yeah, hold of you? Yeah, my website is www.mouthmusclememory.com. I teach myofunctional therapy. I can see anyone anywhere um, because I do it online through telehealth. And basically, I can help someone who has TMJ disorders, who is tongue-tied or wants to know if they're tongue-tied. Um, somebody who's having sleep issues really should do it. It's very, very, very helpful. Um, someone who is a mouth breather, has open lip posture, low tongue posture, tongue thrust. Um, you've had orthodontics a few times and it keeps getting crooked or your open bite is opening up. Those are just a few of the common things. Uh, so yeah, find me on my website. You can set up a consultation. I do consultations online. And then if it's something that you think would be helpful, we can sign up for a therapy program. Uh, the therapy program usually takes six to seven months, depending on compliance. Okay, thank you, Kimmy. And uh, um, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Okay, love, love you. <laughs>